Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Somebody celebrate a lot now. Let me just share something with you. Faith Convention 2023. Hallelujah. I hope I'll be able to... I want to share a few things with you briefly. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. The construction of it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Now, yesterday we studied something that uh, gave us an understanding that faith is like an app in our spirits, right? So an app in the human spirit by which uh, the human being or the man is able to download certain information from the realm of the spirit, from the realm of glory, that brings settlement and establishment into the life of that person. Hallelujah. So yesterday I was sharing with you about faith. And from Monday I've been sharing with you on the subject, the wonders of faith. The wonders of faith. The wonders of faith. And we saw from the scriptures how faith can cause an ordinary person to become extraordinary. How faith can turn an ordinary individual to become a superhuman being. How faith can take ordinary situations and turn them into supernatural opportunities. Look at David. The man David was sent by his father to go to the war front to go and give food. Ordinary food. <laughs> amen and amen. So, faith is able to produce a wonder out of an ordinary person. Listen to me. When you have faith, any situation can be an opportunity for a miracle. Any situation can be an opportunity for a breakthrough. When you have faith, there's nothing like problems. Every problem is a testimony in the making. Because faith can turn situations around. Even if there are no problems, you can still take ordinary situations and turn them into extraordinary manifestations. And the Bible is littered with testimonies of that. I was telling you about David, a man who was from the backside of the desert. He was sent by his father because he was the only one that the father said, I will not, tell, I will not send you to military school. And so that ordinary visit, he went to go and give food to his brothers, whom his father found worthy to send to military school. And out of that ordinary visit, he became the hero of Israel. The man became so great that even the women started worshipping him above the king. So, he said, David, uh, Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his ten thousand. Just because he killed only one person. Faith can amplify your results. Faith can amplify your results. Saul was the tallest in Israel. He was the one who was most mighty. He had been to wars on behalf of the nation and had killed people. But by one act of faith, one man who could stand before Goliath, by faith, he, was, he became all of a sudden a hero. An ordinary situation had become an opportunity for extraordinary manifestations. The Bible tells us it was by faith. It was by faith. 
it was by faith. I pray that you walk with me as I go through a few scriptures with you. So there must be something about faith that causes it to be able to work the way it works. When you pick up your phone and you see the applications on your phone, the picture that you see is just a logo. It's just something that is representing something else, which is a programming, a coding, which is behind the picture that you are seeing. On a laptop, on a phone, on, on a laptop, or, or on a computer, you see some logos on the screen. If you, it can be a picture of maybe a, 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 an envelope or a picture of anything. It is just a logo. But behind the logo, there are computings. They are programming that cause the logos to be able to work what they are working. You see W, that is a word document. You click on it. The thing is not just a W. It has been programmed with certain codes. And those codes are what cause the, the, the logos or the apps to be able to manifest certain functions that they, function, that, that, that they are able to produce. Similarly, faith has certain... Uh, you, you need to understand things. There is a construction of faith. There is something that gives faith its ability to work. There is something that gives faith its authority to manifest. There is something behind that word called faith that gives its power of functionality. And today I may not, be, I may not go into the details of that, but I want to just give you a little hint of how faith works, what faith takes its authority from, what faith takes its programming from to be able to work. In the Christian circle, you realize a lot of times there's, uh, uh, there's uh, arguments between grace and faith. Grace and faith, or in some cases we say grace and works. So sometimes we, uh, those who are major uh, proponents uh, of the finished work of Christ say that because Jesus has finished everything, then there's nothing that we need to do anymore. For instance, somebody said, that, no, it is not because of our prayer that God blesses us. God has already blessed us, so there's nothing that we need to do. Someone said that there's no need for tithing uh, because God has already made every blessing available in Christ. Uh, so if you tell people to tithe, uh, then it means that you are telling them to work for their blessings. And so it is not by grace. Then there are the others who say that everything that you receive, you have to do something about it. You have to work on it. And that is the faith, the faith group. Because faith demands corresponding actions, which I will explain to you in a few minutes. Faith demands that we do something to receive something. It demands that we take a certain step of faith if we are going to see a certain promise fulfilled. But listen, when you study the Bible, both extremes are wrong. There must be a balance of grace and faith. You must understand that grace does not work alone, neither does faith work alone. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, the verse number 8, For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. We are saved by grace through faith. So it means that grace and faith must work together if it is going to produce the manifestation of the word of God concerning our lives. There is a construct in the spirit where faith and grace have their functionality together. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Faith cannot work except it has understood grace. Nobody can have faith and see manifestation of faith until they have recognized and understood what grace is. So grace is God's finished work. Grace is God's provision, but it is faith that brings the provision into manifestation. 
For instance, grace says in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, that we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he became poor, that we through his poverty might become what? Rich. So according to Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, by grace all of us are rich. Say, I am rich. Give me $5,000. Uh, those of you who are stretching empty hands, God forgive you. <laughs> amen and amen. Are you understanding me? So grace has legally told us that we are rich. But how come we are not seeing the manifestation of it? Even somebody over here, if not somebody sponsoring you, you may not be able to make it to this meeting. So why is grace telling us something and yet we are not seeing the practicality of it? It is because faith is needed to appropriate what grace has made available. Are you understanding me? So, faith must take its uh, bedrock in grace. And grace must take its manifestation from faith. Romans chapter 4, verse number 16. He said, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. When you start studying that scripture, Paul likes to make arguments. Paul likes to explain things. He is an Bible expositor. So he breaks the thing down for us to understand. So in verse number 1 of Romans chapter 4, he begins to ask questions and answer the questions. He said, what shall we then say that our father, according to the flesh, Abraham, our father Abraham, as pertaining to the flesh, has found. In other words, in the work of Abraham, that made Abraham a superstar, he discovered something that distinguished him amongst his lots. Among the people of his time, remember yesterday and on Monday we read the scripture, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2, the Bible said, by faith what the elders obtained a good report. And the message version gave us a very good insight into that. And said that by faith, the ancients, those who were in ancient times, they were lifted up above the crowd. They were distinguished among the Lord. Other versions said they will receive a good testimony. So, Abraham had certain testimonies that made him seriously different from the people of the generation, even down to the days of Paul. So Paul was making an argument that Abraham must have discovered something that distinguished him. Listen, nothing happens for nothing. You must experience something before something will manifest in your life. And so Abraham was not just lucky. He was not just lucky. It was not just grace that he found. Because the grace of God appears to everybody. But not everybody is able to manifest grace. That is where faith comes in. God's goodness. When you study the Bible from King Christ to Christ, you realize that God is a good God. Let me take this opportunity to correct something that has been going on for some time. Recently we heard about some natural disaster that happened in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. And a few days to the time, they were involved in a carnival. And the carnival, they did a lot of depictions that were uh, insulting. And uh, uh, they were literally, uh, they were li- literally, give me a word, what were they doing? Making mockery. Glory to Jesus Christ. Please, <laughs> you're good. They were making mockery of Christ. And so people started saying that because of what they did, God was punishing them. And so God brought a disaster and started killing all the people. Started killing all the people. And then all of a sudden, evangelists to stop preaching. So... <laughs> God cannot be mocked. 
you will make you mock God and say he will destroy you. God is just proving to them. Do you know the number of people who died in that disaster? Look at what happened in Turkey. Our very own Christian, Achu. His name shows where he's coming from. He's a Christian. So, did God kill him? Are, are, are you getting me? We must be careful about certain depictions that we give to God. God had no hand in what happened in Brazil, Sao Paulo. Apollo. Or Sao something. Brazil, there we all know. God had no hand in it. Why? Because he's a good God. He's a gracious God. And whenever people are sinning, God is looking for every opportunity for them to turn back to him. The Bible even said in the book of Romans, where sin abounds, grace much more what abounds. So God always wants to reach out to people. What happened in Sao Paulo was Satan. People think that when they worship Satan, Satan, Satan doesn't bless anybody. He come and not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The Bible even called him in the book of, uh, uh, in the book of uh, Exodus, he was called the destroyer, who came to kill all the firstborn sons of the, of the Egyptians. It wasn't God. You know, when they said, oh, the ten plagues, and so God sends uh, an angel of death to go and kill all the sons of, all the sons of, uh, the, and we say, oh, God was killing them. God was, no, 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 no. It was the destroyer. How do I know it was the destroyer? Even if the children of Israel had not marked their doors, they were also the children of God, they would have been victims. Do you think that God cannot see those who are his and those who are not? They, they needed, that the Spirit needed a mark of distinction to know that, ah, this one, is, this person is a no-go zone, this person is a no-go zone. And it's because they took that act, that covenant act, it was an act of faith. They acted on something to express their faith. And by that, the grace delivered them from the, the destroyer that Satan has sent. Are we understanding me? So God is a good God. Our God is a good God. He does not visit his children with evil. Any evil that happens in our lives is because we have allowed something, uh, 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 the, the hedge to be broken. The Bible says, he that breaks the hedge, a serpent will do what? Will bite that person. A serpent will bite him. So God is not, is, is not the one who is uh, an initiator of evil. No, God always wants to save his people. And when God sends us out and preach the gospel and turn people to Christ, it is because he doesn't want them to be destroyed. Because if they don't turn to Christ, Satan will come and have his way and destroy them. Look, some people think that Satan is only against Christians. Satan is against everything that is alive. Anybody and anything that has the image of God, Satan is against them. So, they invited Satan and Satan came in grand style. He came in grand style. So what you saw, where there was landslides, buildings were crumbling, cars were being carried away, people were being killed, it was Satan who was manifesting. It wasn't God. It wasn't God. God is a good God. I said, God is a good God. I said, God is a good God. Glory to Jesus Christ. I said, glory to Jesus Christ. So God is a good God. And he's looking for opportunity to manifest his goodness unto his children. He's looking for opportunity to manifest his grace unto his children. But this grace is only actuated, it's only manifested to those who are able to discover the wisdom of faith. 
And that is what Abraham discovered in the book of Genesis, which we are talking about in Romans chapter number 4. He discovered the grace of God, and he was able to access the grace of God by faith. If you look in the life of Abraham, he was nothing but perfect. The man who several times, incorrigible liar. Incorrigible liar. Everywhere he goes where he sees that there's advantage. The man was was, was a gold digger. He was an opportunist. Wherever he, whatever he sees as appropriate for the time, that's what you do. So he said, ah, this is my, this my, this woman is not my wife, this woman is my sister, because he knew that if he knew, he knew what he was looking for from them. But some way, somehow, the man was the one who was justified in his time. Why? He discovered faith. He discovered faith. He discovered faith. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, there must be a balance between understanding the concept of faith and understanding the concept of grace. Romans chapter 4 verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he had whereof to glory, but not before God. In other words, the glory that Abraham saw in his life was not because he worked for it. There are three things you need to take note of. Works, human works, working to achieve something. And number two, grace. God's God's unmerited favor, God's unmerited goodness coming into our lives. And number three, faith. Faith. Work the works of faith. Working according to the word to produce the results of God. To produce the results of God. Glory to Jesus. So, Abraham was justified not according to works of the flesh. Not according to his own abilities. Not according to what he could do to save himself. But the Bible says that he believed God, verse number 3, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace. The man is still making an argument over here. He says that if it is according to works, then the thing that the person received is not of grace. But this is God's grace manifesting. But of death. It means that the person is owed, the person, God owes that person, and God owes no man. I said, God owes no man. Glory to Jesus. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I don't know, I'm under a bit of pressure right now. I wish I could take time to explain this very well. He said, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, there is a God who can look at somebody who has not even done the works and say that I am going to, I'm justifying you, I'm accepting you just as you are. Just because you believe in me. Faith produces righteousness. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse number 1 that we have peace in God through faith in Christ. He said, we are justified not according to our works. We are standing before God. Look at the grace, the favor, and the visitation that God gave us today. It is not because of our works. It's just because God loves us. The prophecy that we have received, that God is intervening in our situations, it's not because we are so good. It's because the grace of God is available to us. Now, when we have received that word, when we have taken note of that grace, what God wants to make available, what are we supposed to do? We exercise our faith to see the manifestation. Look, since the fall of man, the only way that God has been able to deal with sinful man is by grace. Because because of the strength of man, the stench of sin, God is a holy God. And so he cannot stand sin. 
The Bible tells us that when man sinned, he literally drove the man out of the Garden of Eden because judgment had come upon the man. When man fell, the fall was not just as something that he had done wrong. It entered into his spirit. And so the man was not just a sinner, but he was the epitome of sin. The man turned into sin. So a sinful person and sin cannot have relationship, cannot have fellowship with God. So the only way that God was able to even relate with us is by looking at us through the eyes of grace. Through the eyes of grace. That is why when God will reveal himself to Moses, God did not even show his face to Moses. He had to show his back to Moses. Not because he wanted to show his back to Moses. If he should look at Moses, say Moses had not been justified. The blood of Jesus had not been shed. Moses would have died because God cannot look at sinful man. That's why in the Old Testament, anybody who encountered God face to face said, God, I'm undone. I'm going to die. Because they knew that because of the sin of man, you cannot have a face-to-face encounter with God. God had to come pass by his back. But now Jesus Christ has come. The Bible says Jesus is the face of God. And so we do not have an encounter with the back of God. We have an encounter with the face of God. We have a face-to-face encounter with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to Jesus. Anyway, so going back, so God can relate with man through grace. Grace is the screen that God looks through and relates with man as though man was righteous. Grace is the mask, is the masking fragrance that makes the stench of fallen humanity hidden from God and permits God to make all of his goodness available to the man as though they were deserving of it. At least guess it. Grace is a masking fragrance. So, when the grace of God comes upon you, or came upon them, they could come to God, or God could come into their lives, and show them His goodness as though they were deserving of it. Why? The mask of sin had been drowned by the fragrance of grace. One depiction of it in the Old Testament is what when you see how the, old, the, the anointing oil was prepared, or the oil of anointing was prepared in the Old Testament to anoint the priest before the priest could minister before God, Aaron and his sons, they will be anointed. One of the greatest components of, of the oil was perfume. So in the Old Testament, the priest, you don't need to see them coming, you smell them coming. The perfume was so strong. So, why? Because these were people who were going to stand constantly before God. And if you stood before God, maybe before you came into the, before you came into the, uh, you looked at your brother or friend and you say some wild thing, and then you come and stand in the presence of God. And then, that thing will be on you. You'll be struck down. So what was going to mask them? It was what? The perfume. Because now God could take this, could smell the sweet fragrance of that perfume and not smell who they were. Listen to me. Why do we use perfume? Because some of us, we carry a certain fume. Are you understanding me? No, I hope you are getting me. Praise the Lord. So the perfume will mask your fume. And so it will, so that, so that it will turn into a perfect fume. That's why I call it perfume. Perfume, perfect fume. Amen and amen. You don't know the etymology of the word. I am breaking it down to you. You are there shaking your head. But I hope you are getting me. Is perfume your natural smell? It's not your natural smell. But when people look at you, they say, wow. They admire you because of the perfume that you are smelling. It's the same thing with grace. When a man is endowed with grace, God relates with the grace that is upon the man and not the person himself. 
That's why somebody can still be weak and make mistakes. And so God will bless that person as though the person is a perfect person. Grace. 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 In the Old Testament, you see God uh, giving instruction to Moses to build the Ark of the Covenant. And the construction of the Ark of the Covenant, something is very unique over there. When God told him, told him that he should prepare the, the Ark of the Covenant out of acacia wood. Very high quality wood. And to overflow it, overflow it with, uh, uh, with gold. Pure gold. And in the making of it, he told him that the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, he should prepare the mercy seat. The mercy seat was not like a chair. You know, it was not like a chair that would sit upon. But it was a, a, a structure over there. Where, sorry. Where blood, where the blood of bulls and goats were placed over on the, there. He said that at the end of the mercy seat, let, uh, he was supposed to uh, craft the cherubims. And they'll be facing each other, and their their wings will meet at the top, and they'll be facing their face will be towards the the messages. Now, and he said inside the ark of the covenant was going to be the table of the shewbread, and the other testimonies that he was going to give to the, the children of Israel. So, whenever God will relate with the children of Israel, He does not look at them directly; He has to look at them through the messages. Because of their sin. So anytime they are going to consecrate the Ark of the Covenant, they pour the blood in the message. And so when Jesus rose into heaven, what he did, remember, God told Moses that the Ark of the Covenant was, that he was constructing was according to the picture that was in heaven. When Jesus died and he resurrected, he told Mary that don't touch me because I have not ascended to my father yet. What was he doing? He was going to heaven with his blood to pour on the message so that now God can look at the entire humanity through the message and not judge humanity for their sins. And look at humanity through the eyes of grace and release that's why I know that God is not behind Sao Paulo. Because when God looks at humanity now, it has, in the eyes, can I tell you something? In the eyes of God, every human being has been saved. In the eyes of God, Jesus said, the Bible said, we are, he has paid the price. The Bible said that he is the propitiation for our sins. First John chapter 2, the verse number 1, and the verse number 2, but not just of our sins, but of the sins of the entire world. So Jesus has paid the sins for every human being upon the face of the earth. Whether Muslim, whether Buddhist, whether we smoker, whether prostitute, whether I'm robber, whether we smoker, what have you? Jesus has paid all the price for every single one of them. So when God Father looks, God the Father looks down on earth, God has been God has been deceived by Jesus Christ. Because now he said that Father, you have no right to look at them directly. I have bought them. So before you look at them, you look at me. And when, he looks, when he, God looks at, at Jesus, he finds Jesus perfect. And so he looks into the world and says, wow, what a beautiful world. That is why the final judgment, God the Father is not the one going to do the final judgment. The Bible says that Jesus will be seated on the beamer seat. And so the judgment will be given, has been given to Jesus Christ. The reason why the world is not destroyed today, despite so many sins, is because Jesus is saying that it's not time yet. I'm giving them time to be saved. I'm giving them time to repent. I'm giving them time to turn from their evil ways and come to me. That's why the first coming of Jesus, he came as a lamb. But the second time, he's coming as a church. He's coming as a lion. And that's why we need to preach the gospel and turn many people to righteousness. Because Jesus has finished the work. And we must go and tell them. When we tell them and they accept the word, faith comes into their hearts. And they act upon the faith in their hearts. 
to receive salvation, which came by grace. So we are saved by grace through faith. The grace has been made available by his faith that will make it accessible. Glory to Jesus. I hope you know that availability and accessibility are not the same thing. Availability and accessibility are not the same thing. Let's take the example of the banking system. How many of us have money at the bank? But do you realize sometimes in the middle of the night you need some money? But you cannot go to the bank. It's available, but it's accessible. Grace makes it available. Faith makes it accessible. Are we together? So we need to understand the operations of this. This is the construction of grace. This is what makes faith able to produce results. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace makes its worth, uh, takes its worth, grace takes its worth from the finished work of Christ upon the cross of Calvary. And so we are able to receive all things from God. Grace refers to every free provision made available by God in Christ Jesus. It is His unmerited favor, undeserved acceptance and help. It is what provides us life. Let me just mention to you a few things that grace has made available. Number one, grace has made life available. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that He He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. So eternal life has been made available by grace. Forgiveness and remissions of sins. Romans chapter 3, verse 25, the Bible tells us the propitiation of our sins, which is the forgiveness of the sins and the remission of our sins have been made available in Christ Jesus. So anybody can access forgiveness of sins. That is why if you make a mistake, you don't spend a whole week beating yourself. Oh, I'm a sinner. Oh, God. I, I, I didn't want to do this anymore. And I've done it. What a terrible person I am. And then you go on and you are moping and moping. Oh, I won't come to church. Oh, the Bible. I'm afraid of the Bible. Prayer. And so you draw away from God. Listen to me. You are wasting your time. I tell you, you are wasting your time. I tell you, you are wasting your time. It is not holy. Somebody says, oh, being remorseful is, is a good thing. Brother, be remorseful for two seconds and go back to God. Because the blood is very potent. If you are remorseful, it takes God seven days to forgive you. That means that the blood is not potent. Are, we, are you understanding me? When you have committed an error, and you realize that you have committed an error, take advantage by faith of forgiveness of sins which is available to you. His mercy is one of the things that he has made available to his children. What is the color of mercy? Red. For mercy comes from the blood. Comes from the blood. And that's why we have rest in the church. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Somebody say mercy. Ah, mercy seat, my God. Uh, please. Change the color of my head. This thing I'm making red so that I'll be sitting on mercy seat. Glory to Jesus. So all of you are sitting on blue seat. I don't know about you. But the red ones, you are on mercy seat. God will show you mercy. And for those who are sitting on black. Ah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hey. What? Grace. Blue is grace. Master. From which part of the Bible? Riches and wealth have been made available by grace. Second Corinthians 8 9. I shared it with you already. So, God's riches, abundance. Oh, why am I sharing this with you? Because these are the things faith must access. 
Are you suffering from poverty? Is there struggle in your life? I'm letting you know that the grace of God has made riches and wealth available. So what do you need to do? Learn how to use your faith to download the riches and grace. Listen, nobody, nobody can use faith to access what grace has not made available. When we say faith, it doesn't mean that everything, when the Bible says all things are possible to you that believes. The belief is in the context of the word. What grace has not made available, faith cannot possess. So, for instance, somebody said, oh, may I have faith? I'm praying by faith that Jesus will not come. Ah, God, you answer my prayer. Jesus, don't come again. You wake up and we have been raptured. Eh? Glory to Jesus Christ. Why? It's, I'm just trying to let you understand. The faith that we are talking about is in the context of what God has made available in Christ Jesus. And so you need to discover from the word. That's why faith comes by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. So what has not been made available by grace, faith cannot possess. And everything that grace has made available, faith can take advantage of. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? So what am I doing? I'm trying to let you know where your faith can operate. Where your faith can operate. So riches and wealth, mercies. God's considerations, deliverance from the authorities of Satan. Listen, by grace, Satan cannot destroy us. When we can understand this, oh, even if somebody goes to a shrine and goes to release some atomic missiles against you, grace says that you are covered. I said grace says that you are covered. I said grace says that you are covered. And so what do you do? That, that doesn't mean that you don't pray about it, but you can possess your victory over that toothpaste spirit or that shrine spirit by releasing your faith in that direction. The Bible says all things are yours. So it means that literally all things have been made available to us by grace. Now faith, what is, what is the job that we are supposed to do to change our lives? Use our faith to begin to possess these things. Are we together? Are we together? Look, I'm, I, this is a school, so I'm breaking it down over here. Are you understanding me? So somebody, after this convention, you cannot begin to use your faith to possess your change of level. You can begin to use your faith to take you out of poverty. You can, it's, and you, you work it. It's called working the word. You work it out until you see the manifestation of it. I, 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 there was a season of my life, oh, everything was a struggle. To get clothes, I think. I wear clothes for four years, five years, six years, and I was barely getting any new clothes. Things were not easy. I was a tongue-speaking believer then, but I didn't understand the operation for faith. The Lord told me to come, resign and come and do the work of the ministry. I thought, oh, if God is the one that has called me, I'm preaching the gospel. Ah, after all, as I'm preaching, God will be taking care of me. I was preaching and going hungry. There were times I went minister at a place and I don't even have offerings to give at that place. And yet I'm telling them to come and give offerings. Things were not working. Things were not working. It continues for about three to six months. I said, God, I cannot leave this. You see, that's the problem. Many of us don't discover our problems early. So before we realize the problem has been there for six years. The problem has gone on for ten years. Me, six months was enough. I said, no, 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 no. This thing cannot go on. Show me how you take care of people that you are called. And for the next three to the next six months, I was studying and praying and telling God, show me, show me, show me, show me. And God began to give me the revelations of financial prosperity according to the scriptures. All of a sudden, my finances started opening up. 
All of a sudden, people started blessing me clothes. All of a sudden, people started giving me shoes. All of a sudden, people started giving me money. Are you understanding me? Money started coming to me. And that changed my finances. By the next year, I can say I was more than 30 times more than the previous year when the Lord called me. Why? My faith had started working. And now started using my faith to change my life. Are you understanding me? And it keeps increasing. It keeps getting better. Because I am working it. Listen, I'm trusting God to work it to the dimension where I will get my jets. And I'll get a place where I'll, I'll get a, a garage for my private jet. Are you understanding me? Why? We are working by faith. What grace has been available? Praise God forevermore. Are you understanding me? Let me wrap this up. So, how do you release your faith? How does faith take advantage of what grace has made available? Faith is expressed through three things. Take note of it and we are closing. Number one, faith is agreement with the word of God. Faith is agreement. You need, that is what we often call believing. First of all, you need to agree that what God has made available for you is true. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, the verse number 9, and the verse number 10, if you confess with your mouth what? The Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. It means that you have agreed that Jesus died. It means that you agree that Jesus came to die for you. You have agreed that he was resurrected from the dead by the Lord. That is agreement. That is the beginning of faith. Number two. Faith is expressed through confessions and declarations. That's why I said that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, they having a a spirit of faith, they believe, therefore they speak. We also believe, therefore we speak. So you must be speaking in agreement with the word of God. Don't look at yourself and confess according to what you are saying. Confess according to what the Bible says. He says, I am the head and I am not the tail. Even though I am the, the least servant in the house, I will still say what God's word is saying. He said, let the weak say, I am what? Strong. That means that the poor can also say, I am rich. That means that the unmarried can also say, I am married. You must begin to release your faith in opposition to how you are feeling. If what you are feeling does not align with the word of God. People say that seeing is believing. No, believing is seeing according to faith. Believing is seeing according to faith. And you must speak in line. With the word of God. Jesus was speaking to trees. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, he, was, he emphasized a, a lot of speaking. The problem is many of us Christians, we are not speaking the right things. We can gossip about things. We can gossip about Nanado. We can gossip about so many other things. But we never end up speaking the things that we want to see in our lives. Do you know what we end up doing? Complete. Why me? Why me? Oh, why me? Why me, Lord? Why me? Why me? Oh, why me? Come on, give it to me. Why me? Why me, Lord? Why me? Why me, Lord? Why me? Why me, Lord? Oh, come on, let me sing a little bit. Why me? Why me, Lord? Why me? Why me, Lord? Why me? Why me, Lord? Come on, lift up your hands. Why me? Why not you are singing now? Why me? Why me? Oh, why me? Why me? Oh, why me? Why me? Oh, hey, 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 
if you were even singing it like this, it would be good. Because you'll be enjoying. But you'll be weeping and people will be crying. And so they're going, Let me, oh, let me know. Hey, 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 why me? Why me? Hey? Listen to me. You see, some people have buckets of tears. But faith, that, listen, can I tell you something? Faith is not merciful. No. Faith has no feelings. Faith has no feelings. God will not do anything for you because of your tears. Everything God will do for you is because of your faith. It's because of what? Your faith. Look. When we come to God and we are crying, 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 God sympathizes with us. I say, oh, I wish you just stop saying what you are saying. When we are crying about situations, God also cries with us. But He does not cry because of the pain. He's crying because you are making Him suffer with the wrong things. Are you understanding me? There was a certain woman whom the doctors had given a few weeks to live. And she was a Christian. So she had been weeping and crying, weeping and crying, weeping and crying. God, hear me. You know the way sometimes our pastors teach us. And they teach us that you have to touch the heart of God. You have to come with your emotions. You have to let them show feeling. Show feeling. Oh. <laughs> and so she will weep and cry, weep and cry, weep and cry. And nothing was happening. One day somebody gave us some messages of one man of God. Oh, Pastor Chris, they are killing me. And in the message, Pastor Chris was saying that God has not respond to our tears. I respond to our faith. All of a sudden the thing hit her. Like that was the first time she was ever being told that. She had never heard it before. All the while she knew that she had been told that if you cry to God enough, and he feels your pain. And you shed the tears enough. Because God takes the tears of the righteous in a bottle. <laughs> and so, then the thing will touch God. And God will come and say, hey, let me save you because of your tears. She continues suffering from her cancer. And so the, she was taught that it was by faith. And so she said, no, I've been working it out wrongly. And she started listening to messages of faith. Listening to messages of faith, building her faith, building her faith, building her faith. One day she just rose up out of her wheelchair and she started walking. It wasn't, according, it wasn't the tears that saved her, it was her faith. It was her faith. Listen to me. Some of us are... Uh, uh, <laughs> Are you talking about? Because you think that, oh, when you go, God, if God doesn't help me, I'll go and pick a, a, a side guy. And so I'll go and mess up my life. Did you, did you not hear you say your life? <laughs> did you say you messed up God's life? No, if God doesn't come early, me, I'll take my... One of my daughters said, that, Papa, if God is me, I, I, I know what I'm thinking. <laughs> My thoughts are in my head. Continue. Oh no, I'm just, please don't do like you are more holy. Is it, the person I'm talking about is the person sitting in the church, in the church right now.
you see, thank God the person has a pastor like me. To tell you that no matter how I sympathize with you, I can only tell you one thing, the word of God. And when she started believing the word of God, now her life has started changing. Has started changing. Has started changing. Maybe because the person doesn't remember what I'm saying. But me, I don't forget things. You know, you tell me something, because I love you, I don't forget it. So that I can pray with you. Amen, amen. Today I can share the testimony because I remember what you said. Are you understanding me? Feeling sorry for yourself will not save you. Feeling guilty will not save you. Accusing God will not save you. Accusing your family will not save you. Accusing those who hurt you will not save you. It is only believing the work that Jesus has settled it for you. And start your journey of faith by agreeing. Look, anytime you complain bitterly against somebody, you have lost time in agreeing with God and confessing what God has said about you. You must tell yourself, I'm a miracle going somewhere to happen. Ah, everybody says that you are weak. Oh, I'm a success story about the announced. Oh, you'll be seeing me very soon on the TV. Ah, when you see all those who have been loving you, oh, I'll be helping you very soon. I speak boldly. Speak the word of God. Be audacious. Speak with boldness. Don't look at yourself, oh, my trouser is torn. No, you start saying, ah, I'll be buying trousers for other people. I think I'm going to the hospital. No, I'll be building hospitals and I'll be paying doctors as well. Like, speak contrary to how you are feeling. Some people just like, oh, the, the, I have a marine spirit that has been worrying me. No, I have the Holy Spirit that has been blessing me. Oh, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit of God. I am connected to God. I am one with God. I can never be alone. If I am one with God, which other spirit can come? Hey, that is speak that way. Demons cannot stay around you. You create a force field around you. All things are working together for my good. Everything I do succeeds. I'm a miracle going somewhere to happen. Whatever I invest, I don't lose anything. Money is coming to me. Resources are coming to me. Supplies are coming to me. Hey, money likes me. Tell me say money likes you say too. Money likes me. Money is attracted to me. Money finds me attractive. It's coming in abundance. Dollars, pounds, euros. Naira. Ah. What do you mean? No, 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 no. Hey. If you got 100 million Naira, do you know the number of do- amount of dollars? Please never reject anything. Naira, I mean, I take them all. Are you understanding me? Say something nice about yourself. Say something good to yourself right now. Come on, make a declaration. Everybody, make a declaration right now. You are not poor. You are not in debt. You are not wretched. There's glory all over your life. Say I'm the glory of the Lord. Say I'm the glory of the Lord. Say the glory of the Lord is all around my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say miracles are manifesting in every area of my life. Say I'm victorious. Say I'm winning every day. Say I win every day. I win everywhere. I win every time. Say my story is from glory to glory. Success upon success. Increase upon increase. Say I can never fail. Say I can never fail. Say I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I can never fail. I am the glory of God. I am the glory of God. 
I am signing. I keep signing every day. I keep signing everywhere. I am a burning and a shining light. I am a burning and a shining light. My life is shining. My fire is burning. My life is shining. My fire is burning. Good things are coming my way. Good things are coming my way. Everywhere. Every time. I am not a victim. I am a victor. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. I cannot die. I will not die. I cannot die. I will not die. I succeed. Some of this pronouncement. Make declarations. Confess to yourself. Speak into the atmosphere. Good things are coming my way. I am a success story. Whoa! Look at me now. I'm a picture of victory. Look at me now. I'm a picture of successful ministry. Look at me now. Oh, the victory of the Lord. It's my fortune. The lines are falling onto me. In pleasant places, I have a goodly heritage. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall never be in luck. I'll never go hungry. He said I was younger, and now I am older, and I've not seen the righteous for sitting. Now their children begging for bread. My children never beg for bread. I will not feel hungry. Supply is mine because I am supernatural. Because I am supernatural. Hey, Raga Kamashanaya. Hey, Rabababa. Come on, make declarations. Make declarations. Make declarations. Pronouncements. Oh, you are not weak. You are strong. You are no victim. You are victor. You are victor. This is faith convention. Release your faith. What do you believe? What can you possess? What can you take? I am not singular. I am not forsaken. I am not Come on, speak contrary. In opposition to the problems that you are going through. And you are changing them. You are changing them. You are changing them. You are changing them. Then it came against Goliath with words. And he flogged Goliath with his words. Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they spoke words. Jesus spoke words. We have the same spirit of faith. We believe that what we speak. We believe that what we speak. We believe that what we speak. I see victory reigning in this room. I see success. Come on, make pronouncements. Make pronouncements. You are creating your world. Come on, you have just two minutes. The Holy Ghost says that something is happening. Speak concerning your business. Speak concerning your health. Speak concerning your children. Come on, make declarations. Make declarations. Look, he said you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. You are not a complainer. You are a testifier. You are a testifier. I testify every day. Every day I have a testimony. Every day I have a miracle. That is my life. That is my life. That is my life. That is my life. Oh, I feel a change taking place. I feel a change taking place. Come on, release your words. One minute more, one minute more, one minute more. One minute more, one minute more, one minute more. That disgrace is taken away. Oh, honor and glory everywhere. Honor and glory everywhere. He said the parents shall testify. The parents shall testify. Oh, the one who has no children. I shall not 
be the mother of children. It's the more are the children of the barren than he that is barren. More, he said, You shall not be forsaken. You shall be more pure. For you shall be married. You shall be more healthy. For you shall be sought after. Many are looking for me. They are looking for me to bless me. They are looking for me to bless me. Promotion everywhere. I am promoted. I cannot be devoted. But God is such a shining light. Shining brighter and brighter. Unto the perfect today. My path is shining. My way is shining. My life is glorious. Glory everywhere. Glory everywhere. Glory everywhere. The testimony of glory. Testimonies of victory. Testimonies of promotion. Testimonies of increase. Oh. Yes. Lift up your hands everywhere. Worship him as you make declarations Hey,
somebody and it's as though you are having or you've been suffering severely from a sudden migraine kind of pain and when it comes it's as though that the side of your head has been as they are trying to take out your uh, part of your scalp if there's anybody here like that i want you to just come uh, Lord, i want to pray with you but i'm seeing somebody it's as though a very terrible pain when it comes throbbing 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 you have been feeling that sometimes? Uh, anybody else? Is there anybody on this side? Anybody on this side who has had such an experience? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Tonight is the end of any affliction. I wrote two many things have happened here tonight. I will just be closing the next few minutes. I don't need to even prophesy to anybody, but the grace has been released. Congratulations. 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 Some of us, really, the next seven days, the doors that are going to open for you will be surprised. Miracle doors. Miracle doors. Miracle doors. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website com or call 0546 Three six three nine five seven. God bless you.